Okay, rapid review for the week to the 5th of May. And it's a bit late this week because at the time I'd normally be doing this, I was watching the coronation of King Charles. I think that's a regal excuse. So down to business. I looked at 106 data releases and was rewarded, if that's the word, with 22 surprises and 17 shocks. US, very positive. Asia, just positive. Europe, negative. Let's start with the good news. On Wednesday, I focused on US heavy truck sales. Now, these have been a consistently reliable early recession indicator since at least 1980. However, recession is not what they're showing now. In April, heavy truck sales jumped 15.9% month-on-month and 23.4% year-on-year. And in absolute numbers, these sales are right back now to the cyclical peak seen in the late 80s and mid-90s, um, sorry, mid in the late 1990s and mid-2000. That strength may yet be revised away, but if it isn't, then these sales numbers suggest quite simply that the US isn't about to plunge into recession. And that's quite strange because on Tuesday, I wrote about how March money numbers in both the US and Europe suggest that in both cases, we've reached the point where the deterioration in monetary conditions are no longer the work of the Fed and the ECB, but rather that the damage is now generating its own momentum. And that's a very bad sign. Just to recap, Eurozone money M3 slowed to 2.5% year on year in March with a monthly movement 2.3 standard deviations below trend. In the US, M2 fell 4% year-on-year on on the back of a fall which was also 2.3 standard deviations below trend. On Thursday, I looked at the UK, where the data is actually surviving stronger than I'd expected. Why? Well, March's money numbers tell some of the story. M4 was down 0.6% month-on-month, and credit was down 0.7%. But that's not what's happening in the household sector, where, in fact, their credit was unchanged. And so we get surprises like the strength of April's car demand, up 11.6% and 1.7 standard deviations above trend, and March's mortgage approvals, which jumped 25.1% month-on-month. The point is that the monetary squeeze in the UK is being held at arm's length, being felt mainly at this point by non-intermediating financial companies rather than households or even corporates. And overall, the decline in UK monetary conditions is more moderate than elsewhere. My monetary condition indicator for the UK comes in at minus 0.3 standard deviations. When you look at the US, it's minus 0.78 and for the Eurozone, minus 1.16. On Friday, I looked at the 10.7% month-on-month fall fall in Germany's factory orders. If you remember, I've been sceptical about the strength reported in February because it was being supported mainly by strong Eurozone demand for Germany's cars, which I thought was a bit unlikely. Channel stuffing, I thought. Well, March's orders collapse... Looks a bit like that. Capital goods orders were down 14.1%, with transport equipment down 16.7% for Germany, down 14.5% for the Eurozone, and down 24.4% from the rest of the world. So maybe uh, channel stuffing works for a while and then doesn't. Generally, for the first quarter, however, I think Germany's domestic orders are still falling. But orders from the Eurozone and the rest of the world are bumping along the bottom as they have been since September or October. 
Oh, yes. I finally also ran the numbers on Italy, France, and Spain to calculate the GDP hurdle rate for public debt sustainability based on their current debt levels and interest rates. And it's straightforwardly bad news for Italy, which doesn't look sustainable at all. But for France, too, unless it can somehow rein in its current rapidly deteriorating fiscal trajectory. However, much better news for Spain, which I think is now looking long-term sustainable. That's not something one would necessarily have predicted a couple of years ago. And that's it. Thanks for listening, and the best of luck this week.